you may have noticed that today's episode is GBA 99, which means that it's time for the GBA 100 celebrations. Now that means that next week we're going to have five episodes of Getting Better Acquainted. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And those will be the special GBA Live recordings, which I did for the Invisible Picture Palace in November last year. So those are five fantastic live conversations recorded in a greenhouse in front of an audience. We've got Michael Fenton Stevens returning for Monday. We've got the first performance of a room full of friends who are the GBA house band. That's going to be a new strand in the series. And today's guest, Sam, he's part of a room full of friends. He's added another band to the bands he's talking about in today's episode and he's drumming with a room full of friends and that's going to be a regular strand that will come out kind of monthly hopefully monthly as an extra episode and the idea is we go to different rooms different people's houses filled with friends and we record some songs and some conversation on wednesday yuri in her first appearance on getting better acquainted that was a really great conversation then we've got Radcliffe Royd. He had a special two-part episode last year. He's coming back to the show. And then finally, we have two more returning guests, Carl James and Chris Good, who I did as a double act. Then after that, we're going to have the two-part GBA 100 special. So that's going to be on the Wednesday and the Friday of the week after next. And that's going to be clips, it's going to be audience emails, it's going to be conversation, and it's going to be the sound of people blowing out a hundred candles on a cake. So I hope you enjoy all of that. This is the GBA 100 season, two weeks packed full of getting better acquainted audio to celebrate this amazing journey that I've been on with this show. And here's to another 100 episodes. Do you think these kind of situations test people's connections and how well they know each other, really, or like how interesting they find each other? A bit. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we'll, I guess we'll find out if you if you find me interesting. <laughs> I think you're certainly interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Tuned, you know, notes and things like that, and it all becomes very complex. And what do you do with notes and stuff like that? And I think just just you know, fuck all that. Uh, just get some rhythm. You know, it's all about rhythm. I think rhythm is the kind of key thing. You know, some kind of phone interference. That's like a standard. You can't avoid phone interference yeah. in the modern world. Indeed. Right. Cheers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Hello. I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today, we're getting better acquainted with Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. The first question that I ask people is, how do you know me? Hey, I know you through Apples for Everyone. I joined as the drummer in a, 
that was what, a couple of years ago, three years ago, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Quite. A, I mean, it's it's been over a year since we've split. I think. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Because it was near Christmas yeah, yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, it's probably been about a year actually. It, it's easy to remember that it was near Christmas, but we'll get to that. Later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> First met you in a practice room, Enterprise Studios, by Tottenham Court Road Tube, with Vaughan dressed up as Darth Vader. It was the start of a beautiful friendship, really. That's it? right. Vaughan, who's been on the show, actually. He did a two-part, a special. <laughs> um, yeah. He had this plan that he was going to always be in that Darth Vader mask. You were never going to see his face. Indeed. Which is very Vaughan-like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the first time I met you, even though we both have a mutual friend, Chris, who's yes. also been on the show. That's, yeah, yeah. that's increasingly going to happen every time I do one of these conversations, yeah. I realise that everybody yeah. I talk about has been on the show. And that's how you came to know about Apples for Everyone. It is, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I saw you guys twice and even played on the same night as you, or as us, as it ended up, in an East London venue, which you can never remember having played. Everybody else was unsure anyway. Apples played a lot of gigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and in my time, lots of uh, ones I incredibly enjoyed, actually. Still one of the bands I most enjoyed playing with, I think. It was a lot of fun to play live. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. for a while. It was a big band, that's the crucial thing yeah. about Apples for Everyone. Mm. And you played drums. I played drums. Which is the crucial thing. <laughs> and... What do you do now? I work for PRS, Performing Rights Society, uh, as you as you know. Yeah. Um, General Office Monkey, and I also drum in a few other bands. Doing that a lot, and play a bit of bass as well now in another band. Oh right! How many bands are you in at the uh, moment? Four at the moment, or three and a half to four, uh, huh. depending yeah. on time spent on certain bands, which is once every eight months. You know. Hang on one moment. Okay. That's fine. I just was recording it just facing me, so you're a bit muffled for the beginning of the conversation. Okay, cool, yeah. But it's, uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> I was trying to work out what was going on, but then yeah. I... And this I, is all quite weird, in fact, you know. Like, do you find this experience... Yeah, this is incredibly weird, yeah. What do you find weird about it? It seems very forced. Like It doesn't seem as natural as us having a normal conversation at the moment, I would say. That's true. Uh, it's but, certainly focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as time goes on, I mean, it's. Just, I guess it's a slightly weird experience for you, must be, because we're in your girlfriend's room. You're lying, <laughs> yeah. lying, you're lying on your girlfriend's bed, and I'm sitting on the floor, which is not a normal situation <laughs> for us to find ourselves in. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, I mean, I don't know. If we've ever sat down, I mean, that's one of the things I find about these conversations quite a lot. I, I don't know if we've ever sat down and had a kind of conversation. No, I don't think we have really. Like, like We've had kind of conversations in a, in a lot of group situations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And normally when we've been drinking, well, we're drinking now. But mm. do, you think, uh, do you think these kind of situations test people's connections and how well they know each other really or like how interesting they find each other? A bit. Okay, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we'll, I guess we'll find out if you if you find me interesting. <laughs> yeah. well, I you're certainly interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I find you interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess the last gig that Apple's played, Sam. Mm, the last gig that Apple's played, I 
will probably haunt me until my death. I think I think it should. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a travesty. Let's 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 not you know. I mean to to set this up. When Apples decided to to split up, it was relatively amicable. I think you were the only one who wanted to carry on. Yeah, 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 I still want to, yeah. That's because you were the latest one to join. Yeah, yeah, true, true. For some of us, it was a six-year adventure or something, five-year adventure, but for you, it was kind of a year and a half. Yeah. So what we did was we arranged our own night to headline that night, booked all the other acts, and we're going to go out on a bang. We made a a last recording, which is, I think, our best mm, recording. Mm, mm, mm. It's the only one where you play drums, so I guess <laughs> you, you would, you'd agree with me. Mm. We were selling that, and we were... Well, uh, uh, we might have even been giving it away for free. I can't, can't uh, remember. Yeah, I can't remember. And it was all, uh, it was, it was all booked. Mm. You turned up at the beginning <laughs> when I was doing a solo set. Yeah. You came on with your djembe and your Santa Claus hat. Yeah, yeah. That would be it. And you were moderately drunk at that point. Yeah. And, I mean, we always had conversations in Apples about whether we should drink and play on stage. Mm. And I was always somebody that said we should drink and play yeah. on stage. Because generally, I think that just helps. Yeah. In a big band as well, I think it's different. I wouldn't want to be really drunk and play a solo set mm. in a big yeah. band. It's, it's a different thing. And you were always a big drinker in the practice rooms yeah, and you'd yeah. never you'd never gone out of time particularly no, as a result of that yeah. and uh, you'd never messed up a gig uh, as a result of drinking but that night you got absolutely <laughs> hammered and basically I don't know man we were playing in different times that the whole of the band was just laughing because there was nothing else we could do you were like falling over missing the missing yeah. the skins I, I, like, I like to think of myself as the, the final nail in the coffin <laughs> I guess it was uh, I, yeah, I, I got horrendously drunk it had been a long day at and weren't your parents there for the first yeah, time? Yeah, the first time my parents had even seen me live. And well, they didn't really have a clue that it was that bad, you know, the kind of... Well, that was the thing. We had the best audience we've ever played to. Yeah, they yeah. were really into it. Yeah. They were dancing. They were really drunk. They were really happy. They were all dressed as Santa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, what? why, why was, I, it, why was been, everyone dressed as Santa? Well, I'd been to the Santa convention, which happens yearly. Where lots of people dress up as Santa. And they all march towards Trafalgar Square and then have a little bit of a party in Trafalgar Square and there was lots of drinking and merriment and people throwing Russell sprouts, you know. And I suppose the day just got longer and longer and longer. Throwing um, Russell sprouts? It, it, yeah, people do it. I don't know why. What's the point of a Santa convention, Sam? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't think there is any point other than to have some fun, really. You know, it's the kind of... That's about it, really. And get drunk and yeah. play drums. Well, for you, that's why you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me at least. Yeah, there's, I, mean, I couldn't really give a fuck about Santa, but. I mean, I've seen pictures of you there at the Santa Con. You look really happy with your drum and your Yeah, Santa. yeah, yeah. It was, it was great fun. Yeah, like uh, just to, you know. But I'd happily do that anyway, though. It doesn't necessarily have to be at Santa Con or any kind of other. You kooky are, kind of convention you know just give me some instruments you're the guy at the party that brings out the drum uh, yeah, I suppose yeah it could be yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sympathise I've been known to bring out a guitar yeah. at a party but I, try, <laughs> I, try, I try not to do that too much yeah yeah exactly there's a certain level of shame I think attached to kind of being the guy who brings out the musical yeah. instrument you know yeah. it's kind of like oh, you 
fucking twice. I try to like, only do it when I'm asked now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you get asked? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, I mean, you got pretty hammered and you played that gig. I mean, how do you actually feel about that? Oh, I... Do you regret fuck, it? Yeah, totally, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the only bit to my defence is one of my only had two drumsticks on me that day. And one of them broke halfway through the first song, so I then played the rest of the set with, you know, like half or less of a drumstick and one full drumstick, which is never helpful. And the seat was too low, but I'm making a lot of bad excuses. It's so funny because, like, you're a fast drummer. That's that's one of the things that, and a hard drummer. That's Mm. one of the things I like about your drumming. That worked for a lot of the songs in Apples. And... Yet, when you were on that stage, you were playing so slow. <laughs> it was like you were in slow motion, and I didn't know what was going on. It was like a horrible kind of people... Someone's playing two records at the same time yeah, at different yeah, speeds. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, it, was it slow as in, like... I mean, because this is quite interesting. Was it slow as in, like, it was actually really slow as it... It was slow as in how fast we usually play those songs it was slow compared to that, but generally it I was think, still quite fast. I think it was really slow compared to normal... Speed, okay, um, yeah. but also it was much slower than we normally played those yeah, songs because yeah. we we played a lot of those songs quite quick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, it, it's tricky as well because there's there's quite a good rhythm section in that band, but mm-hmm. they, but like yeah, Jack was. and George couldn't couldn't get you uh, couldn't get you hepped, hepped up, so we we just had to ride the, yeah. the storm of ridiculous. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, part of me thought this is hilarious. Yeah. It was funny, mm. but it was a sh- it wasn't the, the the last bow that I was hoping. You know? uh, yeah, take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, has that ever happened to you before? Because it never happened to you in Apples before then. No, um, no, not that, not not that bad actually. I mean, there've been times where I've had a few drinks, but I mean, I think what I've actually learned since then is actually if I spend about. 20 minutes warming up before if I'd have spent 20 minutes warming up it would have probably actually been okay because since then I've done gigs where like I've had a few drinks and uh, I've not even been you know anywhere near as fucking wasted as I was that day and generally that wasted you know or wasted at all and it's still really really hard like to play as fast as people want me to really I found out that actually just warming up for about 20 minutes beforehand it just remedies all of that because the muscles are there and ready. How, how do you do that? Because you can't, you can't necessarily get on the skins at the. No, you just drum on your legs. I picked up this amazing warm up recently from a drummer called Jojo May, who I absolutely love. And you just kind of hold your forearms together, clamped together, palms to palms with your hands, and then you just kind of like using your your wrist as a pivot to clap your hands. And you do that, you do repetitions of eight a hundred times, so one, wow. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You look quite special. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's, <laughs> like, it's like he's praying, but flapping his hands at the same time. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So you're doing that like, a gig, you just generally look like a lunatic, but it means that once you get on, you're ripping it up without straining and without finding that the muscles aren't ready to. Uh, and do you like to play fast and hard? No, no, not at all. <laughs> It's just what everybody seems to want, though. Because when, when people see it, I mean... I think with drums, generally, when people find out you play drums, I like play other instruments as well. Yeah. When people find you play drums, I've said to you before, you know, it's kind of like, oh, could you come and drum for me? Could you, could you come and play drums? You know, and it's just like, okay, yeah, sure. And so you kind of generally end up being... 
at the kind of whim of what other people want you to do. Being rhythm section as well, you know, yeah. it's kind of typical for any of those positions. If I were completely on a solo thing, I wouldn't play like that way at all. Apart what? from when it really needed it, you know. How would you play? Moderate to slow grooves, really. That kind of does my... You just like to get into a groove. Yeah, yeah, and really. stay there yeah, that kind feel of, the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It, it, it kind of borrows... I suppose the mindset from jazz is kind of like, I'm not particularly a massive jazz head, you know, but I do like flying around and going off a little bit, you know. Well, what music do you like the best, do you think? Uh, I don't think I like any music the best. Okay. You can't, I don't think you can like any music the best, so it's just whatever. So you're quite eclectic? Uh, yeah, as much as that word is quite... You don't like that word? <laughs> no, no. What don't you like about it? Uh, no. Because people say it, and then when they talk about something that they say is an eclectic part of themselves, it never is really that eclectic, you know. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, I've got really eclectic taste, and you know. Yeah, I mean, I I find it tricky, because when people say, what kind of music are you into, part of me does want to say, I've got a really eclectic taste. Yeah. But part of me thinks that's a kind of cop-out kind of answer. Mm -hmm. I think I genuinely do have eclectic tastes. That said... There probably is something I like more, more than other than things, that, yeah. but I can't really describe what kind of music it is. Yeah, 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 it no. crosses over lots. Of, I mean, I, I guess I like lyrics best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a, that's that's what that's what attracts me to music. You're into. I mean, d- did you? Was your first instrument the drums? No, no, it was guitar from like primary school. I think it was a friend of mine. Like started playing and it was it was a it was a Church of England primary school so all that was ever played were like songs of fellowship and shit like that you know it was kind of, it was kind of like G C D E minor and repeat for that, about that sound sound like a Dave song <laughs> <laughs> which is why we get along musically open, so well. open chords yeah. easy to play <laughs> spurious rhythmical tracking you know yeah. like uh, done yeah happy days <laughs> yeah yeah so it kind of started off like that for years. And then carried that on through like secondary school and stuff like that. And then started on the drums when I was probably about 15. And then just something really clicked again there, you know. It's just kind of like, this amazing kind of thing. Like when you're using all your limbs as well, like, and you're just... It's very physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're kind of ripping off something, you know, kind of like in some kind of odd polyrhythms and shit like that where you kind of like nail it and you can hold it and you've got these several different counts going on in your head at once for different limbs, you know. And it's just kind of all linking in. It's this absolutely amazing kind of like... <laughs> Sam is doing some great uh, <laughs> great movement that won't come across necessarily yeah. but they were great not on radio yeah <laughs> when I was 12 mm. I tried out to play the drums because mm. you know there's only so many places for the drum people yeah and uh, I tried and they, they said they didn't want me to come back oh no I couldn't, I couldn't play two things at the same time yeah I mean that's uh, that's the the key. So if you can't mm. do two things, and that's mm. as you know, my problem as a musician generally, <laughs> it's hard for me. I mean, I'm good at. I think I, these days I've got quite good rhythm, and I've yeah. and I'm and I'm a good singer. But I can't. It's really hard to do those two things at the same time. Mm. What I miss about apples was the the opportunity to just play guitar sometimes. Yeah, let watch, other people and, do and, the and other bits. Let other people sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island, oh, it's just desert island discs. No. <laughs> If you're stranded on a desert yeah. island and you had to choose between having a guitar or having drums, yeah. what would you choose? Um, mm. 
Oh, I'd choose drums. Yeah? Yeah, easily, I think, yeah. And so is, drums is the thing you connect with yeah, more I think, than anything else? Musically. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot you can do with guitar, but it only kind of is a general backup, I think, in a lot of senses, you know, it's kind of tuned, you know, notes and things like that, and it all becomes very complex, and what you do with notes and stuff like that, and I think just, just you know, fuck all that. Uh, just get some rhythm, you know, it's all about rhythm. I think rhythm is the kind of key thing, you know, and you don't need notes and stuff like that, or overcomplications with it. I mean, rhythms can be very complex. It's primal, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, yeah. Just kind of channeling through, yeah, that kind of rhythmical thing, forget notes. When you listen to music, mm. do you listen, like, is the most is the thing you're most interested in the rhythm? The most thing I'm interested in is atmosphere, the overall atmosphere that the piece of music will create. Okay. All those different elements coming in as one, you know. Kind yeah, of, yeah. And what those do, I wouldn't say I necessarily listen out for individual things. If a piece of music kind of lights up areas of my mind, you know, like, okay, let's start listening to these individual aspects of it and see what they're doing, kind of analyse it that way and go further in. The initial point has to be a general atmosphere, no matter what that is, you know. It provokes a feeling or a reaction of some sort. The thing I think separates musicians mm. is the answer to this next question. Musicians are generally split along these lines. Mm. If there is a song with good music but bad lyrics, will you listen to it? Do you li- Like, what's more important, music? Uh, music yeah, with, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll totally listen to it, yeah, even if it's got bad lyrics. Yeah. Whereas if it's got bad music but really good lyrics, would you listen to it? It would take an extra effort, but I, I probably I probably would. But the first one's your one. That yeah, yeah, yeah. M- most of the time when I meet musicians, I, mm. I do find that that's the split. I'm the mediocre, <laughs> mediocre music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bad music's not exactly right, because if it's got bad music, I won't listen to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But if it's yeah. got mediocre music, but awesome lyrics mm. then that's fine with me yeah. but if it's got terrible lyrics and great music I really find it hard yeah. and, and when I say terrible lyrics I don't like I like a lot of things that other people might say are crap lyrics yeah, I've got yeah. my own taste yeah. which are <laughs> eclectic <laughs> something I realised recently actually because I was mm. talking about this to my dad and I was talking about this division between musicians and I've come to realise and recognising myself that I used to think oh I'm not a very good musician yeah like obviously what I care about most is lyrics so really I'm not a true musician mm. and recently I've sort of come to realise that actually that's not true mm. I like melody yeah and lyrics yes and that when we talk we're using notes Definitely. speech yeah. is yeah, one yeah. of the prime like when you talk about rhythm rhythm mm. is like heartbeats mm. and, and blood around the body and mm. walking and, and so that comes from a very primal thing mm. but the other thing is we've all got this instrument which is our voice yeah. and that's the instrument that I'm most yeah, interested in definitely I think rhythm takes a lot of place in that like rhythm in sentences the way that words are used and the speed and the ferocity and stuff yeah. like that oh all, it's rhythm too yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it all has to do with it as well languages fascinating in that sense in that you can kind of translate whole conversations into noted form, you know, yeah. like... It's quite fascinating, actually. No, definitely. I, I probably can't say much more than that because I'm a fucking simpleton. But that's the thing <laughs> I find interesting. People who say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm completely unmusical, but they speak. Yeah, but it's bullshit. If yeah, they speak, yeah, yeah. then they're musical, you know? There's music coming out. Yeah, when people say that, I'm just like, oh, they say, like, they're tone deaf. I'm just like, oh, fuck you, man, you I know? Ca- I came to this realisation, because, well, my dad says that he's, he, he, he doesn't understand music, and I came to this realisation because I was talking to him about rap music. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to explain that when someone raps they're using different notes and they're mm. using different rhythms and mm. actually that is the same as that's the same as singing and it's yeah. just it's, 
is just exploring a different element of the, yeah, the voice. Yeah, and that's and that's when I sort of thought, hang on, I I actually am a, I have some musical credibility, mm-hmm. I guess, because I guess I, I've I've often felt insecure about myself because I'm not you're great Dave no, I don't, I'm, not looking, I'm not looking for that I sort of felt I wasn't naturally musical but actually I think I am but I'm just yeah. only in a specific area and I've sort of realised that because when I've been making music with Jack in the plural we kind of naturally split like when it, when we're doing guitars when we're mixing he'll be listening to the different textures yeah, and he yeah, knows yeah, that yeah. shit and I don't understand anything about yeah. it but when, but, but when we're doing the vocals and I'm not saying Jack isn't interested in the vocal textures he is but yeah. when we're doing the vocals that's where I'm like I, I, I've got it I can hear what I want it to sound like yeah, and I want yeah. to make it and I'm, I'm I do harmonies I'm kind of unofficially often the person who covers the, the harmonies or and I'm I'm one of these like I'm the kind of as you know yeah, <laughs> uh, the kind of musician who who sort of want likes big harmonies and big. Yeah, you uh, love your Springsteen, don't you? I guess I do. <laughs> I guess I do. I mean, I don't know if I've, I even think of Springsteen as very harmonies. He's very epic. I like epic. Mm, epics, okay, yeah, yeah. epics. Unfortunately, the word that I I think probably describes that's the answer to the question that I should yeah, give yeah. when people say. What kind of music are you into? I probably should say epic. epic yeah, it sounds yeah. pretentious, but yeah, it kind yeah, of covers yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, covers yeah. everything from Kanye West yeah, to exactly. Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it it, it covers and everything in between. You know, Joy Division, anything that I'm into. Dachau, Dave. Dachau. Well, dancing in Dachau. Yeah, 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 one of your, I think, the best pieces of music you've ever written. I think possibly. Oh, thank like, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. That's. Uh, check, check that out, listeners. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's very nice of you to say so. Maybe I'll, I'll bung that into this episode. Yeah, well worth it. From our, which is from the album that we yeah. were trying to release, and in fact, it was the last song that Apple's played. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it really was, it's an apocalyptic song, but, yeah, yeah, but with yeah. you playing the drums completely wrong, that was an apocalypse in my heart. <laughs> I wish it had a recording of that, it would be amazing. Like, uh... of, of, of what it was like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you don't really, <laughs> I think that you think that you do. I've seen about three photos and kind of... It was, it was crazy. And two memories, and that's about it. All manifestos are meaningless now. Yeah.
Dachau. We're all just dancing in Dachau. We're all just dancing in Dachau. We're all just dancing in Dachau. Your mum and dad, they are dancing in Dachau. Your friends and family are dancing in Dachau. People you've never met dancing in Dachau. People that you forget dancing in Dachau. Oh, in the street, we are dancing in Dachau. Move your feet when you're dancing in Dachau. You are complete when you're dancing in Dachau. You look so sweet when you're dancing in Dachau. Oh, it is beautiful dancing in Dachau. It is beautiful dancing in Dachau. Oh, it is beautiful dancing in Dachau. Beautiful dancing in Dachau with you. interesting position within a band mm. a lot of people shit on drummers yeah how do you feel about that um, I think it depends I mean you can shit on the whole rhythm section in that sense which is like bass drums and maybe some guitar as well I, I, I don't think there's any problem with it I think I think everybody who endeavours to create needs to be brought down to size basically somewhat I mean, I'm not saying like hearts kind of oh that's fucking shit you know like you should fix up and do something better but I think just because you made something once you reach a level of kind of maturity in your creative process I don't think you should just be like oh that's wonderful you know there you go oh, great platitudes because you've made something I think, you know I think it's much more you have to be open and, and, and automatically give things out to be openly criticised you know yeah. not necessarily just negatively but you know just expect that you know, and I think a lot of that comes from yourself straight away, like the, the creative person straight away. You know, I think you know, you play, they're playing bands, you know, where kind of like there, there is a complete, you know, there is a bit of a lack of kind of like almost kind of self censorship, you know, or something like that. Like, oh, I've had an idea and this is what it is, and it's great because of it, you know, because I've had this idea. You know, I think a lot of it is ego that also comes into it, you know. The, the thing about drummers, though, is they get dismissed, like yeah. creatively. 
like what you're saying I, I think everything you said then you know I agree with and I think one of the roles that drummers tend to play and this is going to sound pretentious but fuck it yeah. it's me saying it not you yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is like like the fool the jester yeah, yeah, like yeah. within the group like they're generally kind of known as being the crazy one right mm. and you kind of you do fit that stereotype to a certain extent mm. but people often don't think of drummers as creative people no, no, like they're like oh the bloody drum like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know they, they think they think, yeah, it's like they think the drummer doesn't really have an idea about music it's just there to kind of like and everyone, keep time and yeah, that's about it and you're, you're like a commodity to a certain extent because everyone needs a drummer mm. like every band's like we got a we got a band yeah. where's a drummer and yeah. so drummers are in really high demand mm. but then when they get into the band they often get treated like <laughs> yeah. the lowest it probably, it probably adult, comes from that it. kind of like oh fuck we need a drummer you know like we need one but we don't want them to think we need it, so we'll just kind of dick on them a lot. And, yeah, you know, maybe that's it. Yeah. Or maybe we're just all really insecure because we think, well, we can't do what you can do. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like using three different things at the same time or whatever, and like maybe that's that's a part of it. Mm. I mean, I'm always very impressed by a good drummer. Yeah, um, same here. And I do like, like, I think it's a nice position to occupy. I can see how it's attractive, the kind of role of kind of the, the fool, because... Like, mm. I'm using that in the yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. like the yeah, yeah, yeah. tragedian sense, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Like the, the the fool in King Lear is the one who sees the truth. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the time, I think that's what the drama does, and that's why people don't like it because the drama's <laughs> like, "This is all fucking pretentious." Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. you know, the songwriter doesn't like that because yeah. it's true. <laughs> Because uh, it's his cherished, beautiful yeah, little creation that exactly, he hasn't exactly. really checked himself into. No, I mean, really that, Apples was good for that. Like, nobody yeah. minded someone saying, no, calling them out yeah. their shit. Because she was beautiful, you know. Like and that was a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah whatever. Did you say you went to a Church of England school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you. Did you do A levels? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Like, I'd done AS levels. That was really like the first year. And then. Uh, I'd done AS levels, I mean, Chris. Um, and then yeah, I done I done three of those, which is performing arts, media, and psychology. And I, media and psychology were both used. I cheated on the media exam. And, uh, <laughs> no, sorry, on the psychology, it still fucked it up. And uh, yeah, oh, it was ridiculous. But yeah, I done performing arts, which was a lot more. I just really wanted to go into that kind of direction, basically. It's yeah. Kind of, that whole kind of creative thing within that kind of sphere is always what kind of got me I suppose you know I mean, and then I've done a music B-Tech after that okay. yeah, yeah which is the kind of the equivalent of A-levels yeah possibly like two years of the best education experience I've ever had yeah. at Lewisham College which is fucking wicked basically you know it was like amazing meeting people and exchanging ideas and there was such a wide variety of people as well you know just like and everybody's just like fucking just banging there you know like write music you know because everybody was quite young as well there was no kind of like people weren't I think already set in their ways about how they wanted to do things and what things should be like so it was just kind of like as soon as somebody was playing something somebody else would come out with a hawk or whatever you know and it just took off and these things kind of grew very naturally and kind of organically without any false pretense you know and I mean this was just me looking at other people as well as not me saying oh, I was part of it or anything you know uh, it was just kind of what I observed you know it was great amazing and then after that, is it, that when the real world hit for you? <laughs> no, not at did all. You go, I mean, did you go to? I don't know. See, I don't know anything about this. Okay, did, you go, yeah. did you go to uni? Or no, yeah. Then I uh, at the same time I was doing that music etech. I done a photography GCSE and then AS level. 
because that's just how it had to be. And I'd done quite well at those. I was just like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go to art college. Because I'd always thought about doing that since I was a child. I always wanted to be an animator. Yeah. Like, since, like, since a very young age, you know, it's just funny now I do music. But So I went to Campbell College of Art and Design and done the foundation in that. And then that was another year of absolutely wonderful educational experience. And I think more of it was down to the social side of meeting a lot of absolutely excellent people. And then I started a degree in photography and dropped out after three months. <laughs> Well, you know, that was that, basically. I started working. And that's when the real world hit. Yeah, that's, that's when the real it world hit. That's the bit where I hated it, when the fucking real world hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the real world is interesting, though, Dave. You must admit, you know, like, after coming out from a completely educationally institutionalised atmosphere into, you know, suddenly being like, okay, that's done with, you know, now now people will apparently take you seriously. There's that, there's that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I like the education bit. Mm. I've never really been one for authority and structures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I perform quite well within them. Yeah. A- academically, it's not, it's never, it's never been something that I've been particularly mm. into and I've never really been proud of anything that I've done academically. Really? Artistically, that's what I'm interested in. Okay. Like, if I achieve things, connect with audiences, mm. not with examiners yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah you're quite would you say you're quite a hedonistic person <laughs> and i don't mean this in a judge in yeah i know i know yeah i know i know i know i know i know i don't i don't think so because i don't think as far as my knowledge of the definition of hedonism is i don't think joy and like enjoyment should of something should come before anything else you know like, no no I don't think anything should be possible because just as long as you find joy in it at all. So I'd say no. But you... But I, I do like having fun. Well, I mean, it's interesting. that When we were recently, we were, we were drinking outside an art show that yeah. our, our mutual friend Jack, who used to be in Apples, was doing because he's, he's doing art at the moment. Mm. You described yourself as... And I wrote it down. Oh, did you really? <laughs> As chasing the pony of enlightenment. <laughs> oh shit! Um, yeah, I suppose you, you could. You could, it's probably it's what you should probably be found is on all those stupid throwaway comments that you say after copious amounts of alcohol. Nah, fuck it. I thought it perfectly described you. And I, I thought it's like that's that, that's Sam's autobiography. There, right? Yeah. <laughs> Chasing the Pony of Enlightenment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, I did. Oh, and I think it's, it's kind of an admirable thing in a way because, I mean, I guess the way I interpreted that is, mm. like, you know, you, you drink a lot and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you, you play drums, like you say, to get, you like getting into a kind of rhythm, a kind mm. of transcendental state. I don't mm. want to be pretentious yeah, or hippie. Yeah. And, like, you're very much in the now. Mm, yeah mm. and that's something that I struggle personally with being really? like being in the moment yeah, like yeah. experiencing what's happening I'm always worrying about what's in the future or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you're very much kind of to me you're very grounded but at the mm. same time there is a there is a there is a reaching inside yeah. you like you are reaching for something yeah, yeah like when yeah, you're drinking yeah. and when you're drumming it's you're looking for something yeah 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 I think that's true I think most people do though as well I definitely say yeah yeah you know like you always you probably boil it down to go well what's the meaning of life you know it kind of filters through lots of 
levels of like who you are and what you've done and kind of like how you feel about it you know what it means to you as well and what you can explore within these kind of avenues of interest I suppose there's just lots of coping mechanisms before you kind of pass on your gene pool and then kick the bucket you know yeah, it, yeah. it might be a bit of a pessimistic way of looking at it but I think a lot of it is about that being given the chance and the opportunity to explore these big expanse between these two points I think it's well worth seeing what the fuck can happen sucking the marrow out of life <laughs> that, that, I mean because that's like the I think that comes from dead poet society okay, it probably yeah. comes from some old poet you have not pursued a career no you've no. not pursued a academic blah 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 no you've not really I mean I'm not saying you won't happily fall into one but mm. you haven't pursued a family or anything no, like that no, like no. all of the kind of conventional roots yeah, yeah. are not where you've gone no and that's perfectly valid and I think that's uh, I mean I'm quite envious of it I mean I have not pursued a career but I do pursue yeah you know, I want to be successful yeah, yeah, yeah. creatively on, yeah. on one level I mean I don't want that in, I want to be su- successful only because that's the way to communicate with audiences yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But you don't even seem to be concerned with that. No. You're not like chasing the pony of rock star. No. You're not chasing the pony of kind of being on Newsnight Review. No. Yeah, that's my personal (laughs) I didn't think you were chasing that. Good good, good luck, Dave. I I, I could be on Newsnight Review. I think you could. I think you'd be an amazing guest. I I don't know if I would, but I, I think I could be on there. Yeah. You know, I think, like... It's interesting that to me that even though you're so grounded to me mm. which is a weird thing probably that's a weird thing for you, for you to hear yeah, yeah, I doubt very many people call you grounded yeah yeah, it's not something I generally think either yeah yeah no like, well would you would you say, so you'd say you're not grounded yeah completely yeah, I, I, you know generally like I mean, I mean it's interesting because what you like what you said you think I'm grounded in is probably something that I think you know just like oh what the fuck you know like yeah. any, any what, I don't even know you know kind of like yeah but you're contented in that lack of knowledge yeah completely yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I mean yeah okay yeah, like yeah. none of us know anything yeah but you don't give a shit about yeah. the fact that you don't know anything have you ever caught the pony have you ever ridden it no no I don't think I probably ever will either I mean there are random experiences that you have you know where it's like oh this is quite interesting but I don't think no, no. I don't I don't think I probably ever will find the pony or catch <laughs> it in the suet or ride it, you know. In chasing that pony, you've been to Burning Man, haven't you? Yeah, I've been to Burning Man Festival. Uh yeah, which is it's a bit of a laugh for a week. And lots of people go there on this kind of quest. And is that in the it's an American uh, yeah, desert? Yeah, it's yeah, it's in the Nevada Desert Nevada. in America, yeah, and you go out there and you're completely self sufficient for about a week. And uh, lots of people go out there on this kind of like, I'm going to go and find myself quest and this is the place where I belong, you know, kind of like. And there is no money there. Everything's done by trade on monetary kind of terms. Everything is free. People go out there and set up bars and clubs and tents and discos and blah, 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 blah. blah. And there's no money. And everybody's just like, I'm so free. This is free. Everything goes, you know, kind of. There is police enforcement, but undercover and it's not very prominent undercover yeah yeah so you get undercover kind of like nevada police uh people the actual area is called black rock where it's held and you get like black rock kind of enforcers is the wrong word but that's the only one i can think of at the moment and between them they kind of like make sure that nobody's getting fucked around with or you know kind of like apparently doing anything too 
you know violence and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah breaking the law you know like, but it essentially is a place where everybody goes and feels completely free and kind of like just lets it all hang out quite literally for about seven days but I, I, I found it trying too hard you found it trying too hard <laughs> yeah yeah like like a lot of people out there are kind of just walking around going what's, what's your what's your like your desert name and like hand like with a fucking hat with like lots of names written on like like Eagle of the Sun and fucking Rabbit of a Tree and you know like Stone in a Pond and stuff like that and I was just like it's just trying there's people everybody's just trying too hard to just kind of find something basically is what I thought you know kind of like it feels something I feel a part of something it's just kind of like no no I mean there were some people that were just there fucking having a party and that was it yeah. and I was like I think you people are probably on it, you know, kind of like, and you people have something going on, you know, quite nicely within yourselves, you know, the fact that you just come in for this fucking massive party for a week, you know. But yeah, other than that, I was just like, like it, it was good fun though. I, I would recommend everybody to go. There are lots of amazing sights to be seen. And uh, yeah. I guess the problem for those people is they're not relaxing into the act of chasing. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, like, when you, said, when you said you were chasing the Pony of Enlightenment, you were very happy to be chasing it whereas yeah, most yeah. people they want to be on the pony yeah yeah and it sounds like that there are a lot of people trying very far too hard to be on the pony yeah what? yeah don't yeah there's a big burning thing though yeah the big yeah one. they do <laughs> yeah the, the burning man festival is named after like a fucking like 124 essential wicker man that they burn to shreds on like the seconds of the penultimate night me and my good friend Chris Burgess who I think you should do one of these with I've never met him though. That's no, 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 no. I have to be introduced to him at a party. Okay, fair enough. We we basically got very drunk all day of the of the burn, and then and then fell asleep and woke up after it happened, and everybody was <laughs> heading back to the camp. And uh, everyone is it's one of those kind of like everybody moments. Everybody goes like, "Oh, where you at the burn? You know, oh God, it's amazing." It wasn't deliberate that we'd done that. It just it just so happened that you know, kind of we got horrendously drunk during the day because. Because all of the alcohol in the bars that you find is free, you just if they ask, you just have to be able to prove that you're of legal age in America. Yeah, it was just kind of... It was kind of like, oh, we missed it, but fuck it, you know. So you didn't mind? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. That's why I call Grounded. Yeah. Uh, me, I'm like, if I fly, fly out to America to <laughs> miserable the desert to see some bloody massive man get set on fire and then I fall asleep and don't see it, then I, that's going to make me that's gonna make me very unhappy. <laughs> and I, I, wish, I wish that I wasn't like that. Oh, it's all good, man. You know. But I mean, you know, yeah, you take what you get. Yeah, you get yeah. what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah, definitely. It's, we had a lovely trip around the, the Redwood Forests as well for the week after that, so it was kind of... If anything, that was probably more spectacular than the fucking... What, with giant redwoods? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, that, was, that was lovely. Um, and that was really, like, completely just, like, peace and nothing. Like, you wouldn't see anybody for hours while you're walking through, you know, like, a whole day at a time. It was just like, oh, this is really quite lovely, actually, you know? Yeah, I bet. Fucking yeah. hell. So did you live in Italy? Is that what uh, you No, no, I just... you went to Italy? I went to Italy earlier this year to play some gigs on bass guitar. This is a bit of a different step for me to do with the band that I started playing with uh, earlier this year. That was good fun, actually. Apart from this amazing Canadian singer that we had being deported on the way back into the UK at Customs. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, that was depressing because she was something quite special, really. You don't come across other musicians and, like, 
whatever in whatever term singers are still musicians, you know, kind of like Yeah, definitely. Uh, You're talking to a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come across ones that are like an absolute joy to work with and like talented, you know, kind of Britney was yeah. both and you, phenomenal really you know kind of like a complete whirlwind but yeah she got deported and now she's kind of doing acoustic gigs around uh, Canada where she's from which is uh, good for her but yeah I haven't lived in Italy although it might be nice having like started on guitar I, you know melody is obviously it's not completely foreign to me you know I can make my way around notes and things like that and so yeah, it's actually quite nice to be given the opportunity to kind of yeah. use that. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I always, I mean, you, I was, I was always a big f- fan of you singing <laughs> in, in the band. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it when drummers sing. Yeah, yeah, it's quite nice. Unfortunately, Phil Collins is the most prominent <laughs> singing drummer. He's got some hooks, though. You must admit. Oh, oh, right. like I, that guy. I, I, I don't deny it. Really. Yeah, I, I really like a couple of his songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Never admit. Like, yeah, yeah, only yeah. a couple. Yeah, and I hate a lot of them. Yeah. The longer I exist, the more mm. I find a good song by every every band. Like yeah. one one good song. Yeah, totally, totally. Like no matter totally. how much I don't like the individuals playing them. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think, you know, there's this kind of thing where people say everyone's got a novel in them. Yeah. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. It's bloody hard to write a novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I tried when I was about eight years old to write some kind of big science fiction kind of rip off of Daphne's anime I don't know I made it probably what would have been about three printed pages into what was going to be my fucking opus uh, yeah it kind of well, dissolved uh, then eight's quite young to to be to be, <laughs> like, you know you'd be surprised if anyone completes another when they're eight but I mean it, it's a lot of time it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of work to, to yeah. write a novel of I've written a couple and I don't even know if they're good enough. Have to, you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, David, hello. Yeah, they've not been published there. Well, they? no, but like... And, but it's a lot of work, but I don't... Having done it, I don't think everyone's got one in. They what have are, to, what are the novels about? Oh, fuck. Okay, wow. Tables of ten. <laughs> one of them was about four different parallel stories that all kind of linked together. Mm. I guess it was about growing up and... I mean, I wrote it when I was at uni, and it was, I guess it was about the kind of things that people at uni are concerned with. Uh, drug taking and kind of parallel stories, like with, there was some kids from Cardiff who were trying to find the person who... Like, they were like 16-year-olds, and they were go, one of them went off to find... Like, their girlfriend got raped, and they go off to find the rapist and kill him. Okay. And the other friend goes off to stop... Is made. And would, you, would, you, would you say the whole parallels thing was a direct result of lots of drug taking? No, I didn't take drugs, obviously. <laughs> um, it was researched. Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, it wasn't as a result of that, it, yeah. uh, or that sort of thing. Yeah. But I guess it was... I wanted to tell a story from all sides. So yeah. the first story was about a guy living by the oblique strategies. You know, Brian Eno's oblique strategies. No, I don't know. It's a way of like making music. So yeah. uh, it's just so it's things like play the song backwards. Okay, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so he designed uh, a pack of cards to live his life by, mm. and he's living in this hippie commune. I guess it's it's, it's about the kind of 
failure of the left and the failure of hippies and the failure okay. of all of these yeah, things. Cool. So he's living in this commune. He gets all these stoners to write his cards. He lives his life by them. The final card, pretty much, that he takes is rape someone. Okay. Right? So he rapes this person. And then the other storylines are... Uh, one of them is a guy who... He's a, a primary school teacher mm. and he likes to masturbate over women's underwear. <laughs> but that's the—that's all he does. He's a virgin. Mm. He can't have connection with other women. Yeah. He just masturbates over women's underwear. But It's overtly sexual, isn't it, Dave? Okay, yeah. But, <laughs> but his friend's husband, there's these things called DNA test kits for mm. checking to see if your partner's faithful. Yeah. And he, he does this test on her underwear and thinks she's being unfaithful oh. because he finds traces of this scene. Yeah. So the, the teacher has to come out and say, I did this. Yeah, and yeah. like, he loses his job, mm. he loses his life. Like, like everything he had, he has to lose because he has to admit to this terribly socially unacceptable thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's supposed to be a brave act that he does this yeah, because yeah, he, yeah, yeah. you know, he's doing the right thing and he's, you know, and it, that section ends with him losing his virginity and having a proper relationship. Okay, cool. But then later in the book, the kids mistake him for the rapist and so he's the one who gets attacked at the end because of all of the the, the tabloid stuff about what he'd done yeah. and then the other storyline is the girlfriend of the guy in the first story she does the cards mm. uh, she finds the cards okay. she does the same thing at the okay. same time as he's doing it but she does it in a way where she doesn't cross over moral okay. issues did and, you did you like Flog this to publishers or anything like that. So. I've I've sent it off to publishers. And Did you get any reply? I I got replies, but I didn't get anything positive for that. The mm. the the second novel is a that that was a science fiction novel mm. that I've had positive responses yeah. from publishers. the The best one was I really love this book. We can't sell it, oh. um, but it's really good. And I, I really have you done like the same it. with your music? I sent out. I've sent out music to places, yeah, but not to the same extent as novels, probably. Why is that? Because, like... Is it because you feel different about the two kind of art forms? Do you no, think no, one no. of them is more valid? No, I don't. Is... I mean, that, that's what I was going to say, really. I think everyone's got a song in them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, not yeah. everyone's got a novel. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing about songs is, like... Oh, I can connect with an audience without the gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't need to get a publisher to, yeah. to connect yeah, with people. Yeah, I've got the yeah, internet yeah. and I've got gigs and I've got live experiences. And so it, I don't know it, I don't know how to approach <coughs> music agents. Whereas yeah. I, I kind of know that you, I know how to send a, a novel to a publisher. You mm. just send them the, the sample chapters. Yeah. And then you see what they say. And yeah. like I say, I mean, I've had, I have had positive responses for the second novel. And they don't have to market it, basically. Well, it's a science fiction novel, mm. and it's but it's a literary novel as well, and it's it's called Credit. It's about a future time when everything is everything is credit. So you have movement credit, you have okay. love credit, you oh, have wow, okay. time credit. So basically, when you run out of credit, you end up like a statue in the street. You can't move. Oh, wow, okay. You've got like this chip. Like it's chip, it's chip, and when it runs out, you can't move anymore. Yeah. You can't do anything. You just and they're called madders, and they're just standing in the streets, unable to do anything. Is, is that when just run, the credit. credit just runs out on one kind of meter? So it runs out. Yeah, all of the everything. Oh, does it have to run out on all of them? It covers of? everything. So it's like the universal 
currency is credit. Okay. And so everybody, and it, it's very appropriate to now. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> even more appropriate than when I wrote it to, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. To, the, to the current financial crisis. But I mean, that's again. I mean, that's again lots of parallel stories, yeah. and mm. it all comes together. But it's a thriller, and it's got a mm. robot called. I, f- I find literature a lot more interesting when lots of parallel stories actually involved. Me I, too. Yeah, I find it very hard to like keep with something that's just like. And then you walk down the path and like just like from one thing, but one elongated story. Well, I know, started off right. writing plays. Yeah. And I'm interested in lots of characters interacting. Mm. And so when I write novels, yeah. it's a similar kind yeah. of thing. And it, and it plays out to a kind of big dramatic climax where mm. everything kind of, everything that I've laid all the way through the novel hopefully pays off. But I mean, credit's kind of got like a resistance movement and people who are born like outside of the credit system and how, okay. how do they exist and, and all of these sorts have of things. Have you tried sending it off again now? Or? Well, I, I, I will probably send it off again. I, I'm, I'm thinking of making it into a podcast actually, like, okay, but yeah, yeah. the problem with that Radio is... Radio like, play or something. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to like yeah. properly cast it and yeah, yeah, that yeah, means yeah. I've got to write some songs for it and I've got you know, <laughs> all of these sorts of things. So there's songs, I mean, that's the other thing. I, both of my novels contain yeah. a lot of quotes from songs yeah, like yeah, yeah. existing songs I remember saying actually in one of the old practices that you you wanted to do like have a book where like you listen to a soundtrack along at the yeah. same time is it because I think it's a very good my idea my first novel yeah. was designed that way yeah, okay, and, yeah. and then the, with the second novel there's some quotes from actual songs but there's also some songs that I've written for it but then that's problematic because if you use someone else's words then it's harder for them to sell it again they've got to get the yeah, like yeah. The, the two like it uses Leonard Cohen and it uses Bright Eyes in the, it's, like, it's set enough in the future so that mm. the people the people who are old then are the people who yeah, are young yeah. now yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite fun like that yeah, yeah yeah I'm looking forward to that age actually like part of me is really looking forward to that whole kind of like uh, music you know this is like music when I was young you when we're old yeah 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 I'm fucking well so like that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to is just seeing what happens like with the progression of kind of like contemporary music and modern pop music in particular you know like as as the decades roll by, you know. Like, well, do you think there's anything new that can happen? Uh, yeah, oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think the ultimate will be once they've, they've, like somebody, they, they, uh, once somebody's like created like uh, some kind of interface between the the kind of music that you hear in your head and imagine. And just being able to kind of like write it out, like uh, like you know, oh, on man, a digital interface. That would be so good. Yeah, yeah. That is, I think, that is going to be once you know the absolute end of end of end of the whole discussion. You know, like, that would be amazing. Like if I could, if if something like that was around now, you know, kind of it would just be ridiculous. It would be magic. Yeah, because yeah. that's the real problem. Like yeah, you have yeah. these ideas and Translating you try and get them down, it. but yeah, then, yeah, they're yeah. never quite as good as yeah. What you've got how in your you head. imagine it? Yeah. I mean, something happens a lot, and I've read a lot of kind of like interviews and stories and kind of like just whatever you know, with kind of artists from every kind of space. And not even from like you know, it can be like from like computer programmers to like teachers or whatever you know, like politicians, you know. And they're all just like, oh, these dreams and thoughts that I have, you know, kind of everything and everybody. And it's just like, but when I put them like, into reality, you know, kind of like they've just never really been quite exactly as what was going on in my mind, you know. And I was just like, that's tragic. Oh, that is tragic. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's the pony of enlightenment. I'm chasing, <laughs> I'm chasing the, po- the pony of it being as good as what's in my head. Yeah. That's that's the eternal. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think yeah. it would be possible if you say like if you if you just spent your whole life kind of refining kind of your artistic skills or you kind of 
uh, technique and knowledge and stuff like that do you think it would be possible to kind of do that or do you think it's kind of like a curse of human beings you know like to kind of always be you're thinking further and beyond yeah, no, what you're actually capable of it's definitely know? definitely that yeah. like nobody's ever like completely content because as, as good as you get yeah you want to and I don't think they should be no know? no no I don't think they should be either and I'm not I'm not the kind of I don't think I'm the kind of artist who's always trying to do the same thing yeah like there's definitely consistent themes in my work like yeah okay sex and <laughs> and kind of existential yeah, angst and, yeah. and things like this but and, and and you know left. It's what I find in stuff. Like, interesting, but, actually. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's that, but but it's I'm not always interested in like I'm not someone who's there's these great artists who are always trying to get the perfect mm. and everything they do is like improving on the last mm. thing. Mm, mm. Whereas I'm I just I've got a much more scattergun across yeah. the jack of all trades. Hopefully the master. <laughs> of some of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or, or get lucky at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well. Yeah. Well, that that was a big surprise. I didn't expect to talk about my novel, but that's that's <laughs> good. I like I like curved balls. The last question that I ask people mm. is, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? And you can interpret that however you like. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yes, but no. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, well yeah, yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to, but I'm not going to because I don't. Yeah, I think it would tarnish this whole conversation, quite frankly. Well, you don't have to plug a thing. You can, I mean, some people have plugged, like, ways of thinking. thinking. Yeah, I don't want to even do anything like that. I just kind of like, thank you for listening. Well, if you listen good. to this, thank you for listening. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a, that's a nice answer. I, I like that answer. Oh, what was the thing that you were saying that I was going to ask about? This is the problem when you drink a bit of beer. <laughs> <laughs> it is lost it is lost oh I guess the question that never was well it was to do with oh yeah I was going to say it wasn't a question so much mm. as I was going to say it's interesting what you say about getting older because that's, that's kind of the realisation I've had recently I've turned 30 and I realised fuck it it's better than being young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're saying you're looking forward to being really old yeah. and looking back. Do you think when you've got old, though, do you think you'll look back and... Do you think you'll carry on liking what's current or do you think you'll get stuck somewhere? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an interesting one because, I, I mean, I can't tell. I don't know. I would like to think, you know, that I'll continue to be kind of updating. Yeah tastes, interests, bloody bloody blah, you know, like to completely run, you know, coherently with progressions that are being made. But you can't really tell the future, you can just have an educated guess. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to say that. Other than I'd like, oh yeah, pass. <laughs> other than I'd like to think that I will. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I hope so. Well, I hope you do, Sam. I hope yeah. I do. And the last thing I say to people is, would you like to say goodbye to the audience? Goodbye. <laughs> it's the weird bit, because everyone's like, oh fuck, there's a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye. You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter, 
at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. It's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. And on the Stitcher Smart Radio app, you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the App Store. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted.